Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited for today's episode because it is not a running-related episode, and we're talking all about mental health and Mental Health Awareness Month for May. So just sit back and relax, and we'll just jump right into the episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited for today's episode and I feel like we've been long due a good old mental health episode because as you guys know, resiliency in running is not just about running and the physical aspects of running, but the mental aspects of running as well. I think it plays a key part, a massive part into running as a sport. And so I think just in sort of the newness of a new month of May, I think it's going to be a great opportunity to to kick off the month of May with talking about Mental Health Awareness Month and what that means. My experiences, obviously going to bring in some resources available to you. So yeah, but before we get into any of that, let's of course start with some highs and lows for the week. All right, before I kick into my highs and lows for the week, I just want to say that if you guys ever have highs and lows that you ever want to like message me or share about, please definitely do because I j- I've kind of like realized and remembered that like I used to sometimes record podcast episodes on like TikTok Live and whenever I would like record this portion you guys would also share your highs and lows and so I I just got randomly reminded of that. So if you ever want to share your highs and lows with me, at the same time that you're listening to this episode, please feel free to do so. I would love to hear about your highs and lows for the week, but I'm just going to kick it off and say that my high is definitely this trip that I did over Bank Holiday weekend to the Peak District. I've personally never been to the Peak District, and I've only been really a few places in terms of like hiking, and I feel like I'm starting to kind of expand more and having some help around expanding my knowledge into the wonderful world of hiking in the UK, and the Peak District was just so beautiful. And I feel like I've heard so many things about the Peak District. And so I was really excited to go. And it was really great because we got to do some trail running. We got to hike. And it was just such a glorious weekend and such a nice way to sort of shut off and sort of like get away from the busyness of London and a lot of the stresses that I had from work and the content stuff. And so it was just really nice to sort of shut off and get away. And it was just so green, so beautiful. If you follow me on social media, you will see that you probably would have seen that I had the chance to pet a lamb like a baby sheep it was so I'm still just like so like it was just such a heart melting moment for me and it was so so cute it literally like walked up to me fully like let me pet it and it licked my hand and like every other sheep that I passed like ran away from me and so I was just really really excited and I feel like I now have this like bond to this specific sheep and it was just such a lovely weekend and such a nice way to sort of turn off and I feel like it also sort of gave me a lot of like realizations that i and like goals that I want to set for the rest of this year and like specifically this summer and I'll definitely talk about that in an episode later down the line but just a really good overall wholesome weekend and just really enjoyable and like obviously the low from that is like coming back and having to sit in front of your computer at work but obviously I'm very grateful for you know the opportunity 
opportunity to get away over the weekend, but also like obviously grateful to have a job. But I would say that my low for the week is actually that I have been, like I said last week, I have been stressing trying to put this YouTube vlog together and I promise it's coming. But last night I had like the biggest breakdown because I was so close to completing this YouTube vlog. And then just as I was trying to export it, it just completely lost all the media and it was just a great time and at the same time my wi-fi went out and you know it was just one of those evenings that i was like you know what this is just a sign that like i need to just walk away from my laptop and just like go and sit in a bubble bath which is what i did but it was just I feel like this is just like such a learning experience for me as I kind of delve into other forms of content creation, which don't get me wrong, I'm loving and I absolutely love doing the content creation stuff. It's just always such a learning curve because I feel like I've sort of mastered it with like TikTok and Instagram reels, not in terms of like having some like great big massive account or anything, but just like knowing how I like to edit and how I sort of do that in a routinely fashion. And so trying to kind of figure that out for YouTube is sort of a new ballpark and like a new ball game for me. And I do mention at the end of the video, like I kind of put out the question of like, what sort of YouTube vlogs would you want to see? And so I'm gonna pose that here and say, if there are any like sort of longer form content YouTube vlogs that you wanna see from me, since I'm not doing daily vlogs on TikTok anymore, please do let me know. Feel free to DM me or whatever on Instagram or TikTok or send me an email if it's like a really long-winded um, suggestion or recommendation but I'm definitely going to get sort of a separate camera to do the YouTube stuff on because I can no longer do it from my phone and I think it's just like my storage capacity is like screaming at me from my phone and just like trying to like export that from my phone to my laptop and like figure out the differences between like vertical and horizontal videos is just a mess and I'm going off on a tangent but yeah Low for the week is that I am really struggling to get this YouTube vlog up, but I will if it is my last dying wish. <laughs> I am going to get it up this week and I'm I will do it alongside this episode. So you best believe that by the time that this episode goes up, there will also be the new YouTube vlog up from my weekend with Adidas in Adidas headquarters. But without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode. All right, so welcome to May 2023, what is also known as Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm aware that there is a specific week which goes from the 15th to the 21st of May that is kind of declared as Mental Health Awareness Week, but I wanted to do an episode just to kind of kick it off because I feel like just sort of extending it to a month I feel like I really enjoy the idea of focusing on mental health for a month and I feel like personally for me that's definitely going to be a goal of mine and I feel like I was really sort of on the fence about it for a while and I feel like being reminded that it's mental health awareness month was just like the kick that I needed to kind of get my butt into gear and get on you know, sort of working on my mental health. And I feel like it's it's sort of, it's a constant thing that we as human beings are working on no matter what you're going through. And I think that there is this perception that you have to be going through some like massively traumatic life event to feel the need to either sign up to therapy or focus on your mental health, journal more, do that sort of stuff. But I feel like it's sort of a continuous 
thing and a continuous sort of thing that you're working at throughout your life. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not the best at it. And I feel like I could definitely be a lot better. And I'm hoping to work on that with my therapist. And I just want to share this because I want to share, you know, if if you have felt the same way in some way, shape, or form, take this as your sign to either sign up to therapy or, you know, take that first step in bettering your mental health, whatever that looks like for you. Obviously, all of us have very different looking mental health journeys, but I'm just really here to emphasize the importance of mental health and also just to share a bit of vulnerability. As you guys know, I love being super open, but I know that in some way, shape, or form that will reach the right people. And to me, if the right people are listening to this message that is what is worth it for me but in terms of the theme of this year's mental health awareness month and I think specifically for mental health awareness week the theme is anxiety which I feel like I also really closely sort of associate with and I think for a long time I have really struggled with anxiety so the official theme for 2023's mental health awareness week is anxiety and specifically Rethink Mental Illness is a website that I'm using for this specific resource, so I'll have it linked in the show notes. But for Mental Health Awareness Week 2023, we will look at how anxiety can affect people living with severe mental illness, what external factors can trigger the strong response, and what we can do to support our peers. So everyone can feel anxious, but when you live with severe mental illness, anxiety can reach a whole new level. Stigma, discrimination, lack of support, side effects of medication, mania, psychosis, limited access access to housing, employment, and welfare. These are all unique anxieties faced on a daily basis by those of us experiencing mental illness. But is that something you hear about often in today's society? No. This year for Mental Health Awareness Week, we want to change that. Although some people may find it useful, we're fed up with being told to have the bath or light a scented candle. The world is different if you experience a mental illness. It's time for people to truly understand what it is like to live in our shoes. It's time for a society that truly cares for people living with mental illness. Mental health.org describes anxiety as a normal emotion in us all but sometimes it can get out of control and become a mental health problem lots of things can lead to feelings of anxiety including exam pressures relationships starting a new job or losing a job or other big life events We can also get anxious when it comes to things to do with money and not being able to meet our basic needs like heating our home or buying food. Anxiety is one of the most common mental health problems we can face. In a recent mental health survey we carried out around that mentalhealth.org carried out around stress, anxiety, and hopelessness over personal finances, a quarter of adults said that they felt so anxious that it stopped them from doing the things that they want to do some or all of the time. Six in ten adults feel this way at least some of the time. On a positive note, anxiety can be made easier to manage. Focusing on anxiety for this year's Mental Health Awareness Week will increase people's awareness and understanding of anxiety by providing information on the thing on the things that can help prevent it from becoming a problem. At the same time, we will keep up the pressure to demand change, making sure that improving mental health is a key priority for the government and society as a whole. So this specific resource I'll share in the show notes like the other one goes on to share some tips in terms of how to cope with anxiety. So if you don't know how to cope with your feelings of anxiety, they can get out of control and stop us from doing the things we need or want to do. The more often and the longer we feel anxious, the more it can become a problem. So dealing with anxiety can be hard, but there are some things that we can do to manage these tough feelings. So the first tip is to focus on your breathing. So when you're having anxious thoughts, try focusing on your breathing, concentrating on the feeling of your body as you breathe in and out. It can help you control the thought. So there's something called the 478 breathing technique. So you close your mouth and quietly breathe in through your nose, counting to four in your head. You then hold 
hold your breath and count to seven. Then you breathe out through your mouth, making a whoosh sound while counting to eight. You repeat this three or more times for a total of four breath cycles. Some people find relaxation exercises work too, while others find mindfulness useful. So I actually specifically got given this 478 breathing technique from a previous therapist and I found that this really helped me and I can specifically recall a time a few years ago now when I was in a train station and having a panic attack and I was just really really quite anxious and worried and so and I think because I was in a train station that was quite busy I was just feeling really anxious and I actually took that opportunity to practice this 478 breathing technique and I really found that it really helped sort of calm those nerves and I think as well I also do something where I focus on certain objects around me so if you sort of call out like whether it's a color or just certain objects around you so for example in that train station you know there may be a bench there may be the train that's going by or the platform stairs it may be the color of shoes that someone is wearing but focusing on some of these random objects really helped take my mind off of the thing that I was anxious of and so that I think as well is something that I would definitely recommend in addition to this also in the last year I've also started to listen to some like mindfulness and meditation and specifically I listened to a podcast this coming from a girl who has her own podcast but it's called the 10% happier with Dan Harris podcast I'll have it linked in the show notes of the episode but I really do enjoy it because because of go back and forth between like full-on podcast episodes interviewing certain guests and then they'll also have episodes that are shorter but they're meant to be those meditation episodes and sometimes listening to that while I'm out in nature on a walk that also really helps calm my nerves and my mind and just really helps me sort of you know, alleviate a lot of that stress or anxiety that I'm feeling. The second tip that they give here is to get moving. So exercise is a good way of dealing with anxiety. We at Resiliency and Running here know that. But remember that activity doesn't have to be vigorous. So you can try gentle stretches like yoga, seated exercises, going for a walk, a run, swimming, taking part in a fitness class, just to give you something else to think about. And if it needs a bit of concentration, it can take your mind off of those anxious thoughts. So really any amount of exercise can help. So as you guys know, I'm always preaching about running, but also in the past few months, I've been preaching a lot about cross training. And actually I was doing a lot of yoga in the lead up to Manchester Marathon. And I think not only to kind of implement some more cross training and stretching, but it also really helped my mind as well. Because I think in the lead up to Manchester, I was really sort of, I was really busy in terms of like balancing the work, the training, and the content stuff, but also I think it's really easy to sort of get in your head and think that, you know, you kind of almost feel like this headless chicken running around, and that's genuinely how I felt, especially in like the week leading up to the marathon, but I think things like yoga can be really, really great as well, and I know that if, if you don't want to like go to a class as well, I really love Yoga by Adrian on YouTube. She also does yoga specifically for runners, so I'll have that linked in the show notes of the episode. Number three is to keep a diary. It's important that we don't try to ignore our worries, so taking the time to record what's happening in your life and how it's affecting you can help you understand what is triggering your feelings of anxiety. Knowing this can help you better prepare for and manage situations that may cause anxiety. Sometimes it helps to give yourself a certain time of day to be your quote-unquote worry time. It could be half an hour first thing in the morning for you to sit with your worries and write them down in your diary, but once that's out of the way, you can move on with the rest of your day. 
This can help you take control and stop anxiety getting in the way of what you want to do. So I've actually never personally heard about this tip. So this is quite interesting to me, but I definitely was someone, especially growing up, I always used to keep a diary up until my when my brother found my diary and read my diary. I feel like that kind of stopped me from having a diary, but I feel like from time to time, I will sort of jot down like thoughts or lists and just whatever's on my mind in my notes app on my phone. But I definitely do really want to get back into the practice of keeping like a physical journal and just like writing in that whether that's daily or weekly and I always remember I loved doing that as a kid because I would almost like write like either to myself in like third person or like talk about myself in third person which I always found to be quite fun and so it's definitely something that I want to take up and I'm hoping to do so with my new therapist. Tip number four is to challenge your thoughts. So anxiety can lead us to think about things over and over again in our brain. This is called rumination and it's not helpful. When you catch yourself ruminating, try to write down the thought and to challenge it. Is what you're worrying about likely to happen? Are you being realistic? Have you had similar thoughts which have not turned into reality? This can make it easier to challenge the thoughts and stop them from overwhelming you. So this is definitely something that I think is really, really important because I feel like as someone who also has really bad anxiety and has had some pretty bad panic attacks, I think it's really easy to get in your head, especially when you're sort of like on your own or by yourself and almost like think of like the worst of the worst and just like assume the worst worst of situations or assume the worst of what people may be thinking of you and I think it's it's just you know it's unrealistic and it's not helpful but I think it's really helpful to practice something like this where you really truly ask yourself if it's likely to happen and if you're being realistic just to help sort of almost like counter those thoughts and help relax you. Tip number five is to get support for money worries. So a common cause of anxiety is money. If you're worried about not being able to pay bills, are struggling to repay debt, or aren't sure if you can cover your family's living costs, seek help. Make sure you are claiming all the government supports that you are entitled to. You can also speak to an organization such as Citizens of Advice or Step Change. I'll leave some links in the show notes that this article links to in terms of how to cope with cost of living pressures, as well as information on how and where to get practical support. Tip number six is is spend time in nature. So we know that spending time in nature has a positive impact on our mental health and it can help us feel calmer and less stressed. This can be as simple as tending some flowers in a window box or going for a walk in the woods. Any amount of time doing this is good for us, but to really get the benefit, try to spend a significant period of time, maybe an hour or longer, where you can really connect with nature and immerse yourself. So as you guys heard in my highs for the week, going to the Peak District, getting out of London was truly one of the best things that I feel I could have done for myself over the bank holiday weekend. And it was just really nice to sort of get out of what is such a busy, busy city and away from my desk and sort of the stresses that may come from like day-to-day life. And so I highly recommend it. And if you can't like take the time off to go on a trip or anything, definitely try and implement like a daily like walk, maybe like a mid-afternoon walk. I find that like mid-afternoon is when I start to hit the slump and I kind of like need to do something to kind of get myself back into the swing of things or like to kind of almost like wake my brain up because I feel like I'll be either like going off on a tangent my brain is suddenly like starting to think of random things or just like kind of almost like going off into these random thoughts and so I think it's really important to you know make sure that you're trying your best to whether it's incorporating just more trips away to 
connect in nature, whether you take up trail running and, you know, use that as a way to immerse yourself in nature. I think there are so many different ways that you can do this, but I would highly, highly recommend this. Tip number seven is to connect with people and talk about how you feel. So anxiety can feel very lonely and connecting with other people can help a lot. So spend time with friends or meet other people through activities such as volunteering, sports or social clubs or peer support groups. And if you're able to talk to people about how you feel, it can help to reduce your anxiety. Sometimes saying what's worrying you out loud can also take away its power over you. So I think that last bit I really, really connect with. And sometimes if I'm really worrying about something, I will just like speak specifically like to some friends and like about that thing. And once I sort of voice these things out loud, it suddenly doesn't feel as daunting or as bad as I thought it was in my head. And I think as well, it's so important as adults to try and connect to different sports or social clubs. And you guys know how much I love Run Social. I'm an ambassador with Run Social, which is a free running club every Wednesday. It's sort of all over the UK and it's in other countries as well now. I'll leave a link in the show notes of the episode. I've had the founder, Charlie, on the podcast a few times and is, you know, it's just a really great club. It's all about inclusivity and 99% sober. And I'll leave the links as well to our previous episodes because I think that that's also just a really important conversation and definitely sort of connects to mental health. So just a you know, really great club and finding clubs that sort of align to your own personal values, I think is so, so important. But I would highly recommend this. And I think as adults, it's just so hard to, it's so hard to make friends. And so I think it's, it's it's all about taking that first step and putting yourself out there. But if we're talking in terms of like running, because, you know, we're, we're talking on the Resiliency and Running podcast, I think running clubs are such a great way to take that first step. So I'd highly recommend getting connected to a running club. And that can be just a simple Google search for running clubs in your area and kind of see what your options are. But I would highly recommend that just to find that sense of community and also sort of have that like weekly thing that you go to every week and meet with new people it's just such a great way to yeah connect with new people and sort of talk about whether you want to talk about things that you're struggling with but just making friends and being able to kind of yeah speak about life things because I think as well in a lot of these run clubs and just social clubs in general I think you'll always find people that are either in your same age bracket or in a similar stage of life as you so I think that that also is super helpful in terms of speaking through some of those anxious thoughts. Tip number eight is to try and get some quality quality sleep or rest. So resting and having a good night's sleep is hard when your head is full of worries, but there are some things that can help. So if anxious thoughts are keeping you awake, write them down in your diary. If sleep is still not coming, get up and have a drink, nothing with caffeine, (laughs) and wait until you're feeling more tired before going back to bed. Keeping a note in your diary of your sleep patterns, what time you went to bed, what you ate, how often you woke up, etc. can help you work out a routine that will help you get better quality sleep. I can definitely attest that I feel like sleep definitely plays a massive part and just your relationship with anxiety and just those anxious thoughts. And I'm someone personally at the moment, I'm trying to work on my sleep and just going to bed a bit earlier because as you guys know, I always share about how much I love being a morning person, but I feel like the only thing with that is that no matter how late I go to bed, I will always, my body clock just wakes me up at six. And so I'm working on going to bed a bit earlier so that I'm getting more like seven to eight hours rather than the five to six that I've been getting. And I feel like if anything, 
anything, that lack of sleep has been leading to more anxious thoughts for me. So I feel like I will definitely be working on this tip specifically and you can too. Tip number nine is to try and eat a healthy diet. So for many of us, feeling anxious might cause us to reach for sugary snacks, junk food, or alcohol. It's important that we don't turn to unhealthy foods or drinks as as a way to cope as they will do more damage in the longer term. Similarly, we should avoid smoking or taking recreational drugs. Eating healthy food regularly helps us to regulate our blood sugar and gives us the energy we need to live well. Remember that caffeine and coffee, tea and fizzy drinks can affect your mood and can cause sleep problems, so it's best to have these in moderation and not too close to bedtime. Again, I can definitely, I feel like I definitely do relate to this one as well, and I think that it's very easy when you are feeling anxious to reach for certain foods or, you know, even alcohol. And I've spoken here on the podcast a lot about my relationship and my journey with alcohol and how at the moment I would call myself sort of 99% sober and why I feel so aligned to run social is just that I really truly do live that lifestyle and I feel a lot more myself and I feel a lot more calm when I'm not drinking. And I think as well, I used to use alcohol as sort of a coping mechanism whenever I was going through stressful things in my life rather than dealing with them head on. So yeah, those are the tips that are highlighted in this resource. And as I mentioned, I will have it linked in the show notes of the episode. And I just wanted to share really quickly just in terms of like personally what Mental Health Awareness Month really means for me and sort of what I was sort of speaking about earlier in relation to really focusing on mental health this month. So as you guys know, I went through a pretty serious breakup in the beginning of the year and it was a really hard time and to say that I've definitely bounced back is an understatement and a lot of the really incredible people and opportunities that have come after the breakup have been incredible and I'm very very grateful for these things but I feel like I almost feel guilty because I feel like I I do need to still do that work on myself and I do need to still you know make sure that I am okay internally and like individual as an individual I need to make sure that I'm okay and before I sort of proceed in you know even like coming on here and talking about mental health but I think at the same time it's it's not necessarily me coming on here to say that I have this like perfect mental health but instead I'm saying I mess up too and I am someone who I feel like a lot of us can get into that habit of like you know that you should go to therapy, you know that you need to talk to someone, but you kind of ignore it because like it kind of like those feelings really come in waves. And you know that I've experienced that with a lot of things. It's not just heartbreak, it's grief, it's losing family members, it's, you know, job rejections, it's school, it's a lot of different things. And so I think for me, I've kind of been experiencing this similar sense the past few months of like the feelings that come in waves in terms of like when it's affecting you more strongly than moments where it's not. And so I think what I've been doing very wrongly that you may have too, is that in the moments where it's not affecting me, I'm just like, oh, well, I'm fine. And I don't need to talk to someone and I don't need to, you know, pay money to like air out my emotions and feelings and things. But then it's those moments where you do have a bad day or you do struggle. And it's those moments that you need to kind of suss out, like, why are you feeling that way? Why is this sort of hitting you as hard as it is? And I think for me, that's kind of just become very apparent. And I that's just something that I really want to tackle before I kind of get into the second half of the year. And so for May, I'm personally making it a goal of mine to focus on my mental health. And I'm really excited because I've signed up with BetterHelp. And this is not sponsored by any means, but essentially I've got 
a link in the show notes. And if you would like to try a free week of BetterHelp, which is online therapy, you are more than welcome to, and you can get a free week if you sign up using the link in the show notes of the episode. It's a great way to get therapy, especially for those of us that work remote, because it's sort of a way to kind of have access to a therapist online, be able to message them and speak to them and book in sessions as often as you'd like. And, you know, whether it's whether you like to have sessions over the phone or video, I think for me, it kind of just works out with my hectic, busy schedule. So I'm really excited to get started with that. But again, this is not sponsored. This is just me personally sharing. And I've heard a lot of friends that have used this and really liked it. And so I'm really excited to try it. But if you want to check it out, and if you're like me, and you've been putting off therapy for a while, you can have a look at the link and see if that is maybe an option for you. But otherwise, that kind of wraps up the episode. And yeah, I really do hope that you enjoyed it and took something from it that you will kind of carry with you throughout the rest of the month and that, you know, you really take May as well to focus on your mental health and you don't have to be, you know, as serious as I am and kind of going all in. But, you know, whatever that looks like for you, whatever you're going through at the moment, and if you are going through something, I hope that you're okay and know that, you know, whether you want to use any of the resources in the show notes of the episode or if you would like to just talk to someone, I mean, my DMs are always open and I'm always you know, a listening ear, but I also know that I am not a professional. And so again, do check out that link if you're interested in looking into what therapy may look like for you. But otherwise, I hope that you are doing well and that you have a really great month of May focusing on the importance and awareness of mental health and anxiety. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As I mentioned, all of those links will be in the show notes of the episode and anything that link you to different options available to you. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.